Hello everyone and welcome back to Huddle Up. So the Marlins had their trade deadline as well as every other MLB team a couple days ago and I want to go through some of the moves the Marlins made and why it's smart that they made them although people aren't going to give them credit for much of anything right now because they traded Adam Duvall and Starling Marte the trades make complete sense and at the end of the deadline after trading those two guys the Marlins still are going to wind up with more talent than they had than they would have had at the end of the season if they kept Marte and Duvall. We'll go through all of that in a moment. I just want to quickly go through the moves that the Marlins made. Marte was traded to Oakland for Luzardo. Um, I definitely question why Oakland made that trade because they're likely not going to re-sign Marte. He's going to be a two-month rental. So they gave up Luzardo for Marte, who's not going to be there in two months. So that is a steal for the Marlins' sake, although even if the Marlins are paying off the rest of Marte's contract for the next two months and you're getting Luzardo for pretty much free, that's a great deal in my opinion. And I, don't, I shouldn't even say in my opinion because factually that is a definite steal for the Marlins. Next trade, Adam Duvall for Alex Jackson. So, the Marlins are trying to rebuild catcher depth. They DFA'd Chad Wallach a little over a week ago. He wasn't performing. He was in the minors, and the Marlins really wanted some major league catchers, who were, or at least major league ready catchers, because Chad's defense wasn't terrific, and he also wasn't able to find the bat. So, the Marlins DFA'd him, as well as having Sandy Leone in the majors, and there's... A lot of stuff going on with his contract, which doesn't allow for him to be optioned. So you'd have to be DFA'd if you bring up another catch for the big leagues. That's why you're keeping Sandy Leone, who's been pretty good as of late. So with building up that catching depth in this Marlins team, Duvall was traded for Alex Jackson to the Braves. Kind of scared to see what Duvall does to the Marlins um, in future series against the Braves because we know that he made Atlanta pay for not re-signing him uh, this year so far as a Marlin. Then Yimmy Garcia was traded for Pruitt and De La Cruz. Now, De La Cruz has already played in a couple games for the Marlins this year in right field immediately after the deadline. He's AAA talent. But he has some range. We saw him a couple days ago against the Yankees. I believe it was the day after the deadline. Track a ball down that was hit into the gap in Marlins Park. And with his speed, he was able to make that catch. And that was very impressive. That was in the early part of the game. And got a taste of the big leagues really quickly with that great play. Pruitt is a relief pitcher. We'll see him. Um, soon, Astros gave up a lot for Yimmy, who has not had a good season. And what well, we saw in his first game with the Astros, he gave up a home run, his first batter. The next trade for the Marlins was John Curtis for Peyton Henry. John Curtis just started to get hot over the last couple weeks of, of his time on the Marlins. And with relief pitching, it's a, it's a difficult circumstance. 
because in the beginning of the season, if you're really good, but then you cool off and you've had consistent, not so great outings, then it's harder to trade you at the deadline. So if the Marlins are looking, or if any team is looking, to build up some depth at another position, and they have one relief pitcher who's not making a lot of money, who is there just doing an average job, and then he finally gets hot at the deadline, and you can get some return for him, you're going to trade that relief pitcher, and that's exactly what the Marlins did. They got Peyton Henry and returned another catcher. So the Marlins clearly had a plan of building up catcher depth. Then the Marlins called up Brian Miller. He's put up some great at-bats over his very short time as a Marlin. One 10-plus pitch at-bat. That was great. His eye looks very good. I'm excited to see what the Marlins do with him because Brian Miller definitely looks like he is Major League ready. Now, I want to talk about a couple things here that I've seen frustrations about on Twitter and overall things that I don't think people completely understand, and that's why I'm going to explain it. Uh, I'm not trying to be forward, but there are some comments that just don't make any sense and are not thought through on Twitter about the Marlins, and I'm going to take you through it now. So... First off, I'd like to say the Marlins, the media reports on the Marlins and the reporters such as John Heyman, Craig Mish, who did a wonderful job as always at the deadline, and others said that the Marlins had a pretty good trade deadline. They got rid of two-month rentals for major league-ready talent. And yet I see some people saying that the Marlins fire sailed. We all know that that is absolutely not what happened. Starling Marte said that he wanted to be in Miami for the rest of his career. That's normally a move to get more money. The Marlins offered him what sounded like $40 million for three years. And as that was reported, a few days later, Marte did not want to reassign with the team. And that talks were over about an extension. His contract is up in two months, so pretty much he's walking in two months. So what people don't understand is if you let him walk after the season, he's a free agent. Marlins have no control over him, and he's going to walk, and you're going to get zero in return for him. The same goes for Adam Duvall. Now, the Duvall trade wasn't a favorite, but... He was also going to walk in two months, and you got return for him. You got catching depth in the major leagues, or at least high minor leagues. So certainly for the Marte trade, the Marlins won that in a heartbeat because Marte was going to walk, and you got Luzardo in return. Luzardo has a terrific fastball. Starting in AAA right now with the Marlins, he'll be up by the time this year is over and he has a great fastball he's developing the breaking stuff he hasn't had a great MOB year this year but he is going to make a difference on this team as we go down the line the pitching is just completely stacked in the Marlins favor and we're going to see the Marlins attempt to move some 
pitching prospects. They have a ton of starting pitching prospects. As the year moves forward, as the season ends, and winter meetings really, it's just... Winter meetings are where you can hold the Marlins accountable. They're going to attempt to make a splash in the market. And Kimming said it perfectly. We set ourselves up for a big offseason to make big signings. So if you want to hold the Marlins accountable, that's when you do it. And that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you understand a little bit more about what the Marlins did. And I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Thanks for listening to Huddle Up. I'm Josh Kelsky.